Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? I hope you like it when things are short and sweet. That's this reading today. So short, but oh, so, so sweet. Episode 69 here is Jesus, the son of David. Matthew 20, verses 29 through 34. A very brief story about two blind men being changed, being transformed, being given the power to see by Jesus, the son of David. Verse 29. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. The next podcast episode will be a whole new section for us. And in it, Jesus is about to approach Jerusalem. He's about to ride on that famous donkey into Jerusalem, and he's about to be praised by so many people. But on his way, there are two blind men that he wants to be able to see him, his triumphal entry, and anything else that they were going to be able to walk along and get to experience about Jesus' last week before his death. Jesus is constantly passing by our lives. We know this. We know that God, in a sense, is everywhere, that his spirit with us who are covenanted to him is upon us, in us, and with us nonstop. And we know that this Jesus is merciful. But what I love is these men brought that knowledge of Jesus being Lord, Jesus being the seed, the son of David, they brought that to Jesus with loud cries of confidence. It says that this large crowd was following him, and the men were sitting on the roadside. They were unable to walk along with the crowd in the same ease that everyone else had. They couldn't spot the rock in the road that they'd trip over, They couldn't navigate the jostling crowds in the same way. They were sitting on the roadside, likely begging, as beggars often did, at a place with much commerce, much movement, so that they could accumulate enough money to buy their daily bread. When they heard that Jesus was going by, they didn't see Jesus going by, Whether it was another friend along the roadside or whether they just heard the sounds of the crowd and knew it must be that famous Jesus, or whether the crowds were declaring and singing out about Jesus, regardless of how they knew, they knew that the Son of Man, Jesus, was going by. When a large crowd is 
passing by, I'm sure it's loud, as crowds often are, as people are talking to each other, celebrating Jesus, just having conversation, even the level of conversation can be so loud when it's a huge, large crowd. And these men knew that this was their chance, so they shout. Two men shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. What's really interesting to note in verse 31 is the crowd rebuked them. This is a unique thing that we often see happening in the Gospels. We saw it in the last couple podcast episodes, the disciples rebuking the people that brought the children. One of the ways that the enemy works, that Satan works, is that he tries to work into us a tendency to rebuke and correct each other in how we pursue Jesus. Maybe in a Christian context, someone is crying out in prayer loud. Maybe someone is physically demonstrative in their crying out for God's presence. Maybe someone is spending extravagant amounts of time fasting and in prayer. Whatever it is, there are times when we need to correct people's pursuit of Jesus. There are times when it's of the flesh, it's not wise, it's disorderly, absolutely. But so often the enemy tries to mute and shut down the appropriate, godly, wholehearted cries of the human heart. All of our hearts are under such oppression We don't realize how much we are affected by sin and doubt and depression and heaviness. The human heart was designed to live in perfect joy and peace and at all times. So when the heart has an experience of Jesus here physically walking by, or for us 2,000 years later, the sense of God's presence by the Holy Spirit coming into a moment in a special way, What surfaces out of our heart is a profound cry, a longing for our circumstances to be changed and a longing for us to experience the one that our hearts were made for. Your heart, my heart, was made for this man. These two men had not seen it fully. When Jesus asked them in verse 32, what do you want me to do for you? They unfortunately could only give him the restoration of their physical sight. Jesus, I'm sure, wanted more for them, but he recognized that in answering their prayers and their desires, though it was incomplete and only touched their physical eyes, he knew that that act of mercy and love would lead to a much deeper transformation and a much deeper being able to see and know and love God with all their heart. God knows that physical blindness is horrible. And God knows that so many of the circumstances that we and loved ones or people that we know of throughout the nations, they're suffering. It's all significant to God. But when Jesus asks us, what do you want me to do for you? May we bring to him all those physical needs, but may we also bring to him our hearts. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight. But what did their hearts really want? Their hearts wanted to see in the physical, 
but what their hearts were made for before all of eternity when God the Father thought of these two men and thought, you know what? These two guys I won't make in 3000 BC nor 1500 AD. These two guys I will make and I will position to be ones that get to experience me in the flesh at that time in that season. God the Father, it says in the Psalms that he fashions and forms each heart. These men, they receive their heart desire to have their sight opened, their physical eyes to see. But the passage concludes with this, and they followed him. The much deeper thing that's in your heart and in my heart and in the hearts of everyone throughout the world, regardless of their situations in the physical, the deepest desire in the human heart is to follow God through the person of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. That has been more intimately interwoven into the fabric of our spirit, soul, and body than even our physical need for breath. It goes so thoroughly through us, and when we have it, we are most satisfied. Today, may God fill you with power to pursue Him, to truly follow Him and to stay close. May you be one that sets the captives free, for the Son of David is seated on that throne and is ruling over a kingdom, You, as his son, his daughter, and his subject, can go forth. May the eyes of the blind be opened, and may you get to see many more following Jesus and receiving what their hearts are actually longing for. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by his Spirit who indeed is this Jesus. 